Hello and welcome to Coach Mark in Manila, the podcast. I am Coach Mark in Manila. I am from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. It's been another busy night of live coaching tonight. Good gracious. Six hours non-stop and uh, the same again yesterday. So it's been a really busy couple of days. Um, the weekends tend to be my busiest time because that's when all of you tend to have time to take your sessions. Um, and I suppose you could say Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday are my killer days. Um, when you're all off enjoying your nice relaxation, this is when I'm working probably doubly hard. And uh, if I'm not doing live coaching, then clearly I'm back here podcasting and trying to share lots of free tips and advice for you all here. Um, what I would say to you is thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And you know, if I am helping you in any small way, shape or form, please could you consider buying me a cup of coffee. Um, it's a lovely way, a lovely gesture for me to know how much of a difference I'm making for you, but also enables me to continue making this type of content for you um, on top of my really busy schedule that I have uh, coaching, obviously, worldwide. So thank you in advance for anything you do want to do there. And of course, sign up to the newsletter because it's totally free. Uh, you get access to all of my tips and techniques to help you live the best possible life. And if you want to join my academy, well, feel free. Uh, for less than the price of a cup of coffee a day, you can access everything from my Elks and Ocean's resources. This online webinar is not available elsewhere. Exclusive podcast that you won't hear here. Plus, you also get access to our jobs and networking site, which sees you and your profile promoted to employers and HR recruiting worldwide. And gives you a platform to record your own video that you can link again in your resume to anybody you're sending it to. So it's a fantastic platform. And as I say, an amazing price. If you want to join in my group coaching sessions, go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. All of the details of my programs are there. If you're a native English speaker and you want to improve your English as a, as a first language rather than a second language, I'm here to help you too. You know, just because we're native speakers does not mean that we have all the answers. And uh, if you're speaking English as your second language, take that on board. That's a nice idiom. You know, you're holding yourself up to a higher standard of perfection than really exists. So just be proud of the level you've got today and keep pushing forward. Today, I'm going to be speaking about, well, what am I going to be speaking about? I've had some questions. All right. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Um, this is something that I really do encourage you to do. If you've got any questions about English, things that are bothering you, or perhaps you want some advice on your best technique to approach a, a listening issue, maybe, or a speaking issue, just message me. You can drop them down on Telegram. The links are down below. Um, even better ring into the show there is a ring in button on here somewhere i believe you can ring in your comments just remember to tell me where you're from okay and give me an email address or a telegram or wechat handle and then i can connect with you and make sure that you're kept up to date all right and let you know when your question is going to be answered so um somebody sent this one let's deal with the first one today so um somebody asked me to give their thoughts on whether these are all correct sentences so let's do this together have a listen and each one I say, the seven of these various options, think whether it's correct or not. Is it grammatically correct or not? And uh, this lovely listener, they are in Afghanistan. So hello to you in Afghanistan, my friend. So the first one, share with me your thoughts. Share with me your thoughts. Okay. Number two, share your thoughts with me. Share your thoughts with me. Okay. Number three, share with me the files. Share with me the files. Okay. Four, share the files with me. Share the files with me. Five, send me the files. Send me the files. Number six, send to me the files. Send to me the files. 
Okay. And number seven, send the files to me. Now, the question from my lovely listener in Afghanistan is, are these all correct sentences? Well, in a way, yes. Share with me your thoughts. Share with me your thoughts. That's fine. Share your thoughts with me, okay, is more native. But both are understood. Both are correct, okay? But more native, you say, hey, share your thoughts with me. Tell me what you're thinking. So we'd say, give me, give me a piece of your mind. Share your thoughts with me, okay? We often say there's a little idiom or expression, should I say, and it's like a penny for them. You say, give me a penny for them. A penny for your thoughts. You say, a penny for your thoughts. It's quite old-fashioned. It's British English. And it means, um, I'll give you a penny. It means you look miles away. That's an idiom, right? You look miles away. It means you look like you're staring into the distance. You're not really here. What are you thinking about? So I would say something like, yeah, penny for your thoughts. You look like you're miles away. What's on, what's on your mind? What's up? What's up? What's on your mind? So listen to these native sounds. These are not things you're going to read in a, a textbook on English. Okay? What I'm coaching you here and in my masterclasses is simply how to use your English in a very natural and native way. So you don't sound like a ridiculous textbook. Okay? I want you to ultimately sound as confident and as happy as you would desire. And that means following how native-born speakers would word things. I'm not saying I want you to sound native. I'm saying I want you to feel comfortable and relaxed, and there's a big difference between the two. So those two work, but the more natural and native way is share your thoughts with me. Um, share with me the files. Yeah, share with me the files, that's okay, but share the files with me is better. That's more natural, and it rolls out the mouth better. Top tip here, if you're unsure how you should construct a sentence and which way round things should go, say it out loud and notice which feels more awkward to pronounce if one feels more awkward than the other you're probably right if it feels awkward that is the incorrect version of it not the most natural one and go for the other one that feels less awkward nine times out of ten native speakers will go for the thing that rolls out of their mouth easier so that's a top tip it won't always work but it will help you if there's nobody else to ask right now, what about share the files with me? Yeah, that definitely works. Send me the files. Send me the files. Send to me the files or send the files to me. What do you think? Send me the files. Send to me the files. Mm -mm. Eh, eh. Definitely not that one. Send to me the files. Strange. The construction is all the wrong way round, right? Send the files to me, but not send to me the files. That is definitely not going to cut it. We understand what you mean, but it is it is broken. Send to me the files. Right? Send the files to me, or just send me the files. Send me the files is what a native speaker would say. Send me the files. Give me your thoughts. We wouldn't usually say, share with me your thoughts. Right? Or share your thoughts with me. So you would usually say, hey, give me your thoughts. What do you think? What are you thinking? Okay? So I hope this helps you, my lovely friend in Afghanistan, um, to be sure, okay, as to exactly how this should work. Um, that's a great question. Right, okay. Next one we have here from Iran. Hello, Iran. Good gracious, you're coming in from all over. Right, okay. So listen, he was liked by commoners and royalty alike, okay. He was liked by commoners and royals alike. And he's just saying hi are both acceptable. Good question. What do you think? He was liked by commoners and royalty alike. He was liked by commoners and royals alike. 
Yeah, if you said the first one, you are correct. Okay, so he was liked by commoners and royalty alike. Now, it is a bit of a trick one, right? If you think about that sentence, what is royalty? Any ideas what royalty is? What do you think about? I mean, clearly, we've, we've obviously had um, we've had a recent, obviously, change of royalty in the UK, sadly. Um, the, you know, the late Queen passing. And then, of course, we now have King Charles. So royalty, what do you think of when you think about royalty? Other than the British royal family, who are obviously, you know, exceptionally well known for various reasons. Okay. Um, what else? What else do you think royalty means? Because royalty has got a lot of meanings, right? But basically, it means a person of royal rank or lineage, right? Monarchs and their families considered as a group, okay? So, or the lineage or rank of a royal monarch. So that's what it means. So if that's what it means, then what do you think royals mean? The royals, okay. So the royals is just like a common term that is used, okay? It's like, it's more of a colloquial expression, a general collective term for royalty. The British royal family, you would more properly say, or the British royals, maybe. The British royal family is a term used to describe relatives, right, of the sovereign monarch of the UK. Okay, we call it the royal family, but royals is not technically speaking correct to use. It is royalty. Okay, we have the commoners and then we have royalty the royalty so if that helps answer your question my friend that is your answer to this one okay but it is an interesting one okay so he was liked by commoners and royalty alike okay so if you've got a question similar to these remember you can message me down here okay the links are all there below and i will be able to answer you as simply and as quickly as i possibly can Next one, okay, from the United Arab Emirates. Hello, my friend in the UAE. Okay, which question is correct? Is the museum open on Mondays? Number two, does the museum open on Mondays? Now, is the word open a verb? What do we think? What is a verb? Have a good think. Can you give me some verbs right now? Have a real good think and think, right, when do I use these? So is the museum open on Mondays? And does the museum open on Mondays? So a verb is the part of the speech that expresses the action, right? Or occurrence in most languages. Okay, all right. And it expresses the, um, as we say, the occurrence, okay, or the, the mode of being, okay? So it would be, um, to run, yeah, or conceive, or to be, okay? So in this particular context, yes. And when you're looking at it, also, let's just look at it, right. Um, it shows the action, right? So in this case, what is the action? Can you remember what the question was again? What was the question? Is the museum open on Mondays? Does the museum open on Mondays? So open is the verb because it, it, it describes the action, right? The action is opening. Now, is the museum open on Mondays? Does the museum open on Mondays? Now, what's the difference between is and does? This is another good point to make here. Is the museum open? Right. It's more definite, isn't it? Is the museum open? 
Does it open? Is it open? Okay, so you can use either. Neither is incorrect or correct, okay, but it's just an interesting different change in figures of speech. So is the museum open on Mondays? Yes, it is open. Does the museum open on Mondays? Yes, it does. Okay, so really it is down to your personal preference. But when you use them, obviously just be sure that you're using it in the correct way and that it does make sense with whatever the verb you are using there as well. So, for example, so the adjective, because you've got to make sure that the two work together. Okay, so does obviously is like the third person singular of the present indicative of the verb to do. All right, okay, all right. So, does it open? Is okay, what do you think is is? What do you think is? Have a think about that. What does is mean to you? It is the present tense, if you've got this right, is the present tense third person singular. Okay, so is it open and does it open? So really, if you think about it, is the museum open? Well, is it a singular or not? Is it open? Does it open? That's plural. Okay, does the museum open? Does it open? I'll let you think that one through. I'm going to actually ask you all to ring in on this one and let me know what you think. But is the museum open on Mondays would be certainly the, the majority of what we would be saying. We'd say, is it open? Yes, it is. Does it open? Hmm. Debatable. All right, debatable. But you will hear many native speakers use that one too. Okay, now, what about this one? This one has come all the way from Taiwan. All right, okay. So, um, Listen to this. Okay, it's quite a long one here. Okay, and let's see what you think. Okay, so this was an extract taken out of um, some newspaper. All right, in the learning English section. So let's go to the museum. Let's go to the art museum. Right, listen carefully. Ernie found that there was going to be an exhibition of Andy Warhol in the art museum. He has heard of the name many times, but he has never seen any of his works in person. Therefore, he decided to ask his friends to go to the museum with him on the weekend. Now, this is what the question is. This person has said to me, it looks weird to me to have both past form and present form in the description. Okay. Because he says, I suppose that there should be just one form of them there. That is either one of the following. So he's now given me the options or they've given me the options. The past form. Ernie found that there was going to be an exhibition of Andy Warhol in the art museum. He had heard of that name many times, but he had never seen any of his works in person. Therefore, he decided to ask his friends to go to the museum with him on the weekend. That's the past form. He's quite correct, right? The present form is Ernie finds that there is going to be an exhibition of Andy Warhol in the art museum. He has heard of the name many times, but he has never seen any of his works in person. Therefore, he decides to ask his friends to go to the museum with him on the weekend. Right, also interesting, but the first part doesn't work. Let me explain why. Ernie finds that there is going to be an exhibition, okay? If we're talking about something that's already happened, then it has to be the past tense. Ernie found it. He discovered it, all right? It's happened. He found it last weekend. Last weekend, he found that there was going to be an exhibition, so that's correct, was of Andy Warhol at the art museum. Right, okay. Now, what's confusing this listener here, my friend, is that then you're saying, why does it switch to present tense for this bit? He has heard of the name many times. Because 
That is not to do with the past as such, okay? He has heard of the name many times. He's still hearing of the name. He hears of it, right? He has heard of the name many times. It's still happening in the present. Like today, maybe there was a news report about Andy Warhol. He's heard of it, okay? All right? It's not like he'd heard of it. When, you, when we say he had heard of it many times, it means we never hear the name mentioned anymore. But that's incorrect, right? We often hear about Andy Warhol. We'll probably continue to hear about Andy Warhol. Therefore, he has heard of the name many times. He keeps hearing about it through his present tense. It's present because his name is still being spoken about at times. If Andy Warhol was never spoken about ever again, and everybody wanted to forget about Andy Warhol, then we'd say, yeah, he had heard of the name many times. So he's quite right. But in this case, we switched to present tense. He has heard of the name many times, but he has never seen any of his works in person. Now, we use again the present tense to agree with the previous sentence there. He has heard of the name many times, but he has never seen any of his works because it's happening in the now, right? He's going to go. He's going. It's not past. Okay? It's still to happen or happening right now. He's on his way to the museum, for example. Therefore, he decided to ask his friends to go to the museum with him on the weekend. So therefore, he decided that's gone because he's made the decision. The decision is taken. It's final. Therefore, it's past tense. Okay? To ask his friends to go to the museum with him on the weekend. It's challenging and tricky, right? But this is how this works. So my friend, your, your kind of answer is a mixture of both. And hopefully for the reasons I've helped to try and explain there, it's easier for this one to do it on a webcam so we can see the text together. So if you'd like a 30-minute session with you to look at things such as this in writing, then absolutely do get in touch with me. Um, the links are all down below. And you can definitely get a free 30 minutes for now anyway. Okay. Um, now, let's look at this one. I don't know what this one is. I'm just opening these as I go, by the way. Right. Now. This is from Turkey, okay. Um, this is a member here, um, and he says here, he's actually, right, his original home country is Iran, okay, and his native language is Persian. Okay, so the question here is, in the movie By the Gun 2014, I came across the sentence, meaning of which sounds obscure to me, a crew makes you hot. Mm, that is interesting, right? A crew makes you hot. What do you think? Anybody got any ideas about what this could mean? A crew? Well, I don't even I don't even know whether I even know if this means it. I'm kind of intrigued by this. So I don't actually know quite the answer to this question. <laughs> okay, this is a very random one. Um, by the gun 2014. Is this a movie? Is this some sort of apparently is a movie? Um, I mean, this is live, people, alright? So I am doing this. The crew makes you hot by the gun 2014. I have to say, um, I haven't actually ever heard of this movie. So, if anybody knows this movie and can help this gentleman out, then please message me and help us all because right now, my friend, I'm sorry, I can't actually answer that question. But thank you for writing in all the same. Um, it is a, a definite um, conundrum for me. What's a conundrum, people? It's a puzzle. 
It's a bit of a puzzle, right? Okay. Now, let's try another one. Okay, so we have, where are we from? Current location. You are in Brazil, but you are from Portugal. Okay, you're Portuguese. Right, okay. So, the question is, I was told that the following sentence is wrong. Are you listening, people? I'm the one who drives the car most. I'm the one who drives most the car. Now, he's saying, it seems to me acceptable to use most in this way. I have the impression that it acts as an adverb overdrives. Okay, and I also was told that the following was right. I'm the one who drives the car the most. Wouldn't just the first article be enough? I say this because according to the English club, whatever that is, I don't know, that can only have one main determinant in a noun phrase. Yeah, this is one of those confusing ones. I see your point. So basically, this gentleman is saying, I'm the one who drives the car most. I'm the one who drives most the car. All right, and he's been told they're wrong. He's right with the second one. I'm the one who drives most the car, totally inverted back to front. So we know what you mean, but they're, they're mixed up. So that's a uh -uh for that one. Okay, I'm the one who drives the car most. Yeah, um, we see this creeping in a lot into English, but grammatically it's incorrect. You need that, you need the. Okay, I'm the one who drives the car the most is the correct one. I am the most, the best. I'm the one who drives the car best, you can say, but that's not correct. Technically, grammatically speaking, we need the in there. Okay, we need to get that in there. So, you know, I'm the car who drives, I'm, I'm the car, I'm the one who drives the car the fastest. But you wouldn't say, I'm the one who drives the car fastest. You might hear people say it, but grammatically it's not correct. But this is what confuses many of you because native English speakers are not always grammatically correct people. All right. Okay. So sometimes you do just have to copy what we do, but it's wrong. But if you're asking if it's grammatically correct, then no. I'm the one who drives the car the most. I'm the one who drives the car the best. I'm the one who drives the car the fastest. I'm the one who drives the car the slowest. But you will hear native speakers say, I'm the one who drives the car slowest. I'm the one who drives the car fastest. We get lazy and we miss out certain parts. But that doesn't mean that if you do that in IELTS, that would be a right thing to do. Okay? Certainly, if you're right this, okay, then you would need to definitely put, I'm the one who drives the car the fastest. Okay? Otherwise, it's just kind of lazy or sloppy. And if you're doing an IELTS written exam here, you're going to lose marks. So hopefully that makes sense of that. But yeah, sometimes we do do crazy things with the language ourselves and you'll think, well, why? This doesn't make sense. And it's just because that's the way it is. It's one of those that there is no real explanation for to why it does it, okay? But it is how it is. Anyway, people, those are just a few of the questions I've got for tonight for you. Um, it's been a long day here, so we're going to stop it there. But we've got loads more to go. But anyway, look, I hope this is helping you a little bit to answer some of your weird and wonderful questions. I still don't know about that movie. Please, can somebody write in and tell me what this movie is? Or please, my friend, you didn't give me any contact details. Please, can you write in and let me know? And then I can answer your questions for you. But look, stay safe, everybody. Keep going. And um, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to take a, a little bit of a break. Um, the next, uh, well, the next few few days actually um just going to give my health a little bit of a rest um having a few issues again but don't worry um i will not abandon you for long um my plan is to still be back and even if my throat can't take a kicking i'll be back using the artificial voices soon i think 
So uh, if you hear me next time and think what's happened to his voice, I'm just taking a bit of a, a rest of the vocal cords, all right? Because it, it is pretty challenging with the uh, the health the health challenges that that I have. Um, anyway, look, take care of yourselves, all right? Thank you very much for being part of the Coach Manila, uh, Coach Manila, Coach Mark and Manila family. It's been a long one, people, all right? Hopefully this reassures you. But look, even native speakers, we get things mixed up. When you're tired, when you're kind of not doing as great in yourself, it's a challenge. But I love speaking to you all. And um, yeah, thank you very much for your support. Keep going, keep going. And don't forget, sign up to my newsletter. You're going to get access to some fantastic new stuff I'm launching very soon. Take care, stay safe. See you soon. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.